tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to Tinfoil Hat. We, 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 we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Hi, welcome to another episode of Tim Fall Hat. You know who I am. You know I'm here to do. I'm here. Right. To- there we go. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, this could be an interesting episode. I'll get into it a lot. Uh, joining me as always is my good friend Xavier Guerrero. What's up, Xavier? Johnny was bringing up earlier that uh, this one. Where was it? Uh, what what uh, state? John, uh, real quick, give it up for Johnny Woodard, everybody. Johnny, nice. What? I don't know what we're talking about though. You were what? talking about how a strip bar, a giant. Uh, oh yeah, Michigan. Yeah, Michigan. I found the article. Oh, you did find it? 13 yeah. cases. Yeah, in Michigan. 13 cases. Uh, who do we blame? The strippers or the, well, or the giants? I, obviously, they don't need ass in, uh, in Michigan. Anyways, uh, how is George Press stories worth? Can they find it? It's good, good. We'll have a new episode out today. I'm uh, pretty sure I'll bring this shit up. A little bit more talk about uh, this. Okay. Corona 13. I really, virus uh, strip uh, the clip. political talk on that show is getting hot and heavy. <laughs> Johnny, uh, yeah. Thank you for yeah, coming. Okay, sure. John, you. Johnny Woodard on Twitter. Johnny A. Woodard on Instagram. Check Johnny, out Broken you get Simulation. Any love from anybody? What do you, what do you mean? My do you girlfriend? get love from anybody on the show? Are they following you? Are they oh, like- yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not a lot of lot of lot of cool. Keep sending me all those cool links. I check all that shit out. I get I get an education from my DMs. I like it. You, you love your DMs, dude. Dude, I really yeah. The, <laughs> the people who like this show uh, are, are always some of the one most wonderful people in the yeah, world. Yeah, and they're tuned into some really cool news that maybe I wouldn't find otherwise. So I really appreciate that. So shit. the swarm has found you. You are welcome. Guys, as of right now, I am going to be in Portland this weekend. That'll be July 9th through the 11th. Here's a fun fact. You're getting double headliners. A buddy of mine, Mo Mandel, will be in town, and he's going to feature for me. Uh, Since he's there, he's there with his fiance. So I will be at Helium's in Portland, uh, July 9th through the 11th. Daddy's bringing pain. Come hear laughs, hear tears. It's going to be a good time. And I'm selling, uh, I'm selling the last three shirts. Uh, I'm selling uh, the Joker, uh, Rick and Morty's, and Run TFH. Some of you guys <laughs> are sitting there yelling at me about us ripping off Joe Rogan's shirt. It's not a ripoff, okay? It is a homage to Run DMC. It is. It's, it's ridiculous that nobody gets that. And if we're ripping anyone off, it's them. It's not. That's not ripoff. It's not a ripoff. It's not a ripoff. It's called showing respect and love to something. I've been listening to Run DMC since the 80s. You guys don't even know who Run DMC is. That's like saying, hey, dude, stop covering uh, Link Biscuit's Faith. It's not their song. They're doing a cover of a song. Although when I was 13, I really thought, I for sure thought that was Limp Bizkit's song. It's a yeah. good cover. I think want. the Limp Bizkit's first album doesn't get enough credit for how much it rocks. 
Three dollar bill, y'all. Is that what you're talking? I about? love, yeah. dude. All of it, guys. He got to have faith. Anyways, so all of those shirts there. Come see me in Portland if you want to see me entertain the masses. And then, as of right now, I am playing the American Comedy Company down in San Diego. I believe it's July 23rd through the 25th. Uh, as of right now, we don't know if they're shutting down San Diego or not for what is a virus that they are almost taking it off the uh, uh, epidemic status. It's no longer going to be a pandemic, according to all the authorities who have been lying to you. They can't even lie about that anymore. Uh, we're, you know, so as of right now, hope and pray, put out to all your people, okay? Put pray that it, they San Diego doesn't get shut down. You can come see me. I'm excited about that. I haven't been in downtown San Diego in a minute, which according to the kids is a long time. Okay, so that's going on that. T-shirts are available. Go to t go to tinfoilhatt-shirts.com. All of them there. Great way to support the show. The uh the Patreon is on fire every day, doing more and more work. More, more work. Okay. Go to patreon.com backslash tinfoilhat. Uh, I am put up an episode five days a week there. And the new spiritual podcast, just record one today. Just uh, a nice hour and 40 minute interview with the lovely Von Galt. And guys, that woman is changing lives. I'm telling you, read her books. I read her books to the babies every day. 10 pages of her Buddhist book. I love it. That's I cool. love it. I love it. So uh, that's it. Do you guys have anything you want to hawk? Nope. No, just uh, Broken Simulation is out, the latest one on wherever you it's get podcasts. It's doing well, right? Yeah, doing People really well. like yeah. it. Every Johnny was a little nervous that we were getting too political, but it came out nice. Everybody yeah. loves Peach on a, uh, the Pavement. Peach on the Pavement, yeah. Peach <laughs> on the Pavement. Oh, did you yeah. see she struck again? We got to watch that video next. Oh, yeah, we will. Yeah, you sent me that. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? I'll hop on out that you can't say Broken Simulation on your own show. Why? You haven't seen it? Oh, people oh. are breaking it down? Yeah, you keep Broken what is oh, there a video? Yeah, Johnny. Oh, you don't see how Johnny fucking destroyed you. <laughs> E2 Brute? <laughs> I'm fine with it. No, 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 no. It was I good know. though. It was I'm fun. It's fun. I'm okay with it, Johnny. It was fun. My yeah, range a, is not growing right now. There's a broken now. simulation Patreon too if you want to get all this shit we cut out, which is a lot because <laughs> we go a little nuts on that show. Guys, uh, Oh, by the way, I didn't finish because uh, numb nuts over here I had to jump in. But again, the new spiritual podcast Zero is available on Rockfin. That's R O K F I N dot com. So there you go. Uh, so this episode is very interesting. Episode is done with a gentleman named. Uh, uh, you might know him. To know him is to love him. What's that? It just happened there. To know him is to love him. Uh, some love them, some don't, but I enjoyed our conversation <laughs> when it actually happened. Uh, please, well, uh, our guest is Roger Stone. Now, here's the situation. Uh, for some reason, Roger Stone's uh, internet connection was, Johnny? For some reason, yeah. yeah. For some reason, <laughs> it was awful. So Johnny is going to do his greatest masterpiece, and he's going to try to edit something together. Uh, we could not put this out because the audio was so crazy, but we appreciate Roger Stone coming on the show and talking. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, 
anytime someone comes on the show, for the most part, we like to try to get something out. Yeah, and I will. Happen. I think what he would have gotten to eventually is to I don't know write your congressman about I don't the guy's being treated unfairly. He really is. Yeah, we so got, listen, call, dude. You know, call your congressman. Here's the thing, dude. You need laws. We need a rule of law to apply to everyone, not just the people you like. Okay. And that's why, like, you know, the uh, ACLU defends the worst of the worst. Because you got to defend the law, not the person. We have to defend yeah. the law. And the law applies to everybody, not just the people you like or you don't like. Yeah. So enjoy this interview oh, of Roger Stone. Not only was it glitchy, we had a blackout. Oh, yeah. We instantly just had a blackout. Not only did we have a blackout, we had a, the, uh, the, something the on Zoom. Um, Zoom said we were getting attacked by digital pirates like dude it got really weird man and if you want to uh support him you can visit stonedefensefund.com that's the roger stone legal defense fund now here's the thing the audio is janky if you don't want to hear janky audio don't listen but if you want to hear it and, and watch johnny do a masterpiece of editing <laughs> check it out all right so please enjoy our interview with roger stone and have a great day. Goodbye. Enjoy the show, Swarm. Enjoy the show. I'm really excited to have our guest on. Uh, you know, I don't know why he would uh, lower himself to come talk to real weirdos like us, but we are blessed to join us. He's an esteemed author. Uh, he's written amazing books like the, the Clinton's War on Women, The Bush Crime Family. I'm loving all this. Uh, hey, man, you know, when you want to do a podcast, you know, get me Roger Stone. Please welcome Roger Stone. How are you, sir? Thank you. It's great, great to be with you. Uh, you know, I'm in the eye of the political establishment for 30 plus years, maybe why I'm in the current situation I'm in. So it's important for me to do a great alternative media platforms like this, first of all, because I can drop the F-bomb if I want. You can uh, drop any bombs you want, brother. Go secondarily, for it. You know, and then secondarily, unlike, say, oh, I don't know, CNN, you'll actually get the truth here. So anyway, <laughs> great to well, we appreciate it, man. We've watched you from afar, and in particular, uh, over the last four years, four or five years, and what's happened with this kind of chaos that's going on in Washington, what's going on, what's really not going on. Uh, so you had a case. Uh, unfortunately, at this moment, you had lost that case. That uh, What exactly happened there, Roger? I'm glad you had the opportunity to, uh, to answer that because uh, there was essentially a mass mainstream media blackout on my trial. So while a lot, of, a lot of Americans know I was convicted of a crime, I'm wrongfully convicted. So let me try to break this down. Uh, I have been a friend of Donald Trump's for almost 40 years. Uh, I knew his parents. I went to two of his weddings. He went to my wedding when I married my wife. Uh, he is somebody that I like, that I really admire. Uh, you know, we don't agree on everything. I'd like to legalize marijuana. He's opposed to legalizing marijuana. Or more precisely, he thinks the state should make the decision. I think it should be legal everywhere. So I just use that as an example. We don't agree on everything. But on the big picture things, we do. In other words, I'm tired of shipping off men and women to, to end war and wars that cost billions and a lot of, of American blood when we don't really have any interest there, when we're not protecting our interests there. Uh, and I felt for many years because of his experience as a businessman, making a fortune of his own and, and being involved in politics or government, that he would have a better prospect for reviving the economy than anyone else. 
And he certainly proved that. So uh, because of my relationship with him, uh, in about 1988, uh, I was sitting in his office. Uh, he was reading the newspaper. And he looked up and he said, boy, George H.W. Bush and Michael Dukakis, what a couple of pathetic losers. Are you telling me we can't do better than that, that there's no and I said, yeah, there really is somebody better than that. He said, really, who? And I said, well, how about you, bro? And he said, you're out of your mind. I'm not in politics. Uh, and it began this discussion. I convinced him to make a trip to New Hampshire to speak to a Chamber of Commerce uh, luncheon there. Uh, and because he's Trump, you know, 3,000 people showed up for this little Chamber of Commerce lunch. George, Vice President George Bush had been there three weeks earlier. He had had 400 people. Actually, more people came out to see the helicopter land than came out here to Bush speak. <laughs> and he was the same Trump that he is, is today. In other words, America's getting ripped off. These trade deals suck because they're getting all our jobs and we're, and we're, we're getting nothing. Why, why letting our military battle? Uh, 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 why are we allowing it to, to weaken? Why are we going around the globe looking for problems instead of recognizing that if our military is strong, people won't screw with us? I mean, it was like vintage Trump. So I began this, you know, decades-long effort to get him to run for president. Uh, I tried to get him to run in 2000 as a, essentially an independent candidate. I tried to get him to run again in 2012 because I thought Romney was a turd. <laughs> obviously, he's very happy to run in 2016. But because of that relationship, uh, and because the political establishment, uh, essentially uh, the Clintons and their compatriots, the Obamas, uh, could never get over his entirely improbable come from behind victory to win in a shocker. Therefore, they set out, unlike the traditional history of America in which the losers aren't happy, but they begrudgingly say, OK, okay one, maybe we'll win next time. These guys were in a multi-year, completely illegal and bogus effort to remove him as president based on some completely phony allegation that he was in bed with the Russians, which is funny because it was actually actually him who was in bed with. Uh, and even though I did not work formally for his campaign, uh, I maintained a, a good, good relationship with him. I wrote my book, Clinton's War on Women, which uh, is the definitive on Bill, Hillary, and Hillary and Webster Hubble's daughter, Chelsea. Uh, and, uh, you know, <laughs> well, we did an episode called Cuckapalooza, brother, and we just broke down all of that stuff about all these people. So I became targeted uh, for political for sure. prostitution by Robert Mueller. Uh, and for a year, they leaked that I was going to be charged espionage, treason, conspiracy against the United States, uh, money laundering, millions of dollars in Russian cash, uh, uh, fraud, mail fraud. They couldn't find any of that. They gave me the full legal proctological examination. They could find evidence of none of that. So I was indicted on very fabricated charges of lying to Congress. Uh, I went to trial in D.C., which was no trial at all. I went to what was kind of like a Soviet-style show trial. Uh, the judge was in the tank. The jury was stacked. The jury forewoman was a Trump-hater. And the judge would prevent it any reasonable line of defense. It was a railroad job. Uh, and therefore, today I am facing uh, 40 months in jail, which uh, may or may not start just seven days from now. That's on. I gave you the short version. That's that's the short version. If no, I uh, we version. we I'm excited about this. What do you think, Roger? It, there's so much I got to ask you. What do you think is the biggest misconception about Donald Trump? Because I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I talk, I, I defend a lot of the Trump does. I there's things that Trump does that I'm not 
uh, uh, I, I don't like, but I think good luck finding anybody in the position of president that's going to walk on water. You know, I mean, is it at all possible to get anybody completely clean into the position of president? I guess what I, what I always say is um, it boils down to results, right? Right. Words, people will say, oh, he's coarse, he's rude, he's arrogant, he's a narcissist. Okay, fine. Do you have a good job? Is your 50501 worth more than it's ever been worth? When your kids get out of school, can they find work? Uh, are, are there more jobs for African-Americans and Asians and women than ever before? Uh, are we, uh, do we get rid of these trade deals that we're stealing our jobs? Now, there's no question that he achieved all those things. I mean, he achieved the, the highest wage growth, the highest level of employment among all individual classes of Americans, brought low by COVID virus. Okay, fine. So now we got to start over again. Who do you want to start? A guy who's already proven that he knows how to do it. Whether you like the combs his hair or whether he's rude or crude or not, or a guy with the word dem and the word dementia doesn't know where he is on any day of the week and his prescription, more taxes, more spending, more regulation, uh, is uh, going to make the sick patient even sick. Seems to me to be a pretty easy choice. Yep. Johnny? Mr. Mr. Stone, hi, uh, Johnny here. Um, do you think, I know you said you'd encouraged uh, the president to run a number of other times. Do you think uh, the man is suited to his times, or do you think he would have been just as effective if he had a run in 2000 or even in the 80s? Actually, I think this is one of those rare occasions where the times met the man. In fact, in retrospect, 2000 was too, was too early in the sense that, remember, he is the first president in American history who was not either a governor, a senator, a congressman, or a general. It's never happened before. Nobody has just come out of the business world or the entertainment world uh, to become president of the United States. And the reason for that is because uh, the American people were kind of two-party politics as usual and so on. I think the situation had to get in the country to the point where people said, you know what? All these politicians are full of shit. They promise us everything. It sounds great. We vote for them. Nothing changes. I'm just going to close down Guantanamo and bring home all our troops from Afghanistan. He said it over and over again. He didn't do any of those things. He didn't yeah. do anything. Yeah, Obama didn't do any of that. Bush, uh, uh, Bush and Obama, or better yet, uh, 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 Obama and Romney, they try to sound different, but when they get elected, elect, get the same exact thing you would have gotten from either one of them. Nothing really changed. And uh, you reached a point where people got so pissed off and so angry and so frustrated and so uh, 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 alienated from the system that they were ready to try something different. Let's try something different. Maybe a businessman would be better. I think that could have happened. In, I know that couldn't have happened in 1988. I doubt it could have happened as early as 2000, although I would point out to you, early in that race, Ross Perot, billionaire businessman, kind of an eccentric with his own style, like Trump, he led for the first six until he self-destructed. So the Americans have a business person as president. Trump comes along at the right place at the right time. Uh, just knowing him, he didn't need this job. What did he need this job? I mean, he's got the greatest life in the world. He can play golf whenever he wants. He's got the most incredible home in Florida. He likes to hang with his family. And he particularly likes to hang with his grandchildren. He's a guy who likes a good cheeseburger in front of the TV set. You know, he's, he's not really a, a socialite in any way. The job's costing billions of dollars. People, you know, crap on him every day in a, in a, in a tsunami of lies, uh, and he puts up with it. It's amazing is how tough the guy is. He doesn't care. He just keeps moving forward. I've never seen the guy discouraged in my life, and I've known him 40 years.
So, uh, you know, I think he was he was made for this job. But unlike, say, George H.W. Bush had to have the job to be somebody because prior, prior to getting the job, he was nobody. He's a midget. He stands for nothing. <laughs> I mean, he had to have the job to validate himself. Trump was the best known businessman in the world with the coolest jet and the coolest helicopters and all the beautiful models around the coolest house and everything he touched turned to money. Why did he need to be president? Because he cared about the country. There's an interview you can go back and find. He's with Oprah Winfrey, maybe 15 years ago. They were friends then. And she says to him, uh, what about you, Donald? Would you ever run for president? He says, nah, I really don't think. Plus, things get so bad that I have no choice. There it is, right there. Uh, well, you know That's what, man? The free rider still on dog chorus. Dude, we love dogs on this show. So dogs are welcome. If it was a cat, I'd end the interview. But dogs are welcome. <laughs> um, here's what I want. One thing, a lot of people like, hey, man, you're a Trump guy. You're, I get to call this all the time. I, I'm on no teams, man. I'm on no teams. I just know. I just, when people do things I like, I say I like it. When people do things I don't like, I say I, I'm, I'm against that. But one big reason I do like Trump is because everybody who annoys me hates him. <laughs> They all, they all hate him. And I'm like, if, they, if you hate him and I hate you, the enemy of my enemy is my friend at this point. I mean, it's just like all these blue check mark idiots on Twitter just throwing stupid out all the time, doing damage to the country. I can't take it anymore. And if you keep telling me he's a piece of shit, I'm like, you know what? I, there's things I don't like, and we could go through that forever because every episode I have to do this disclaimer before I say anything nice about Trump because then everybody will just run with it. But man, you all hate him. I'm going to like him just because you hate him. That's why. Like someone brought up maybe doing a show for him, stand-up comedy, doing a comedy show for Trump. And I'm like, well, how would people in Hollywood take that? I go, oh, they'd be so angry. I'm like, yeah, sign me up. Put me down for it. I want to do it just because I, dude, some people want to get laughs. Some people want to make a point. Some people just want to watch the world burn. And that's kind of where I'm at, dude. I'm like, I, if everybody hates him, maybe there's something that I, there, there. There's got to no, be, right? I agree with you. The fact that Rosie O'Donnell hates him makes me love him, him more. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, first of all, I think we both recognize that half the people in Hollywood are anti-Trump because the high-priced PR people they hire say, oh, here's how you can get coverage. Go kick Trump in the balls. They're not even smart enough to know who the president of the United States is unless their PR, our guy tells them. Let's be candid about that. The mistake that um, most Americans make is thinking that we're divided by Republican Democrats. See, that's not it at all. The divide in America is between the insiders and outsiders. Yes. Republican Democrat thing, it's a Hegelian device that's used to divide us. It's just both. Because Trump is opposed by the elite leadership level of both parties. And the people that support him are the little people who are tired of getting the crap kicked out of them by the elites. Uh, so it, it, party means nothing. Uh, it, it's really meaningless. It's just a label. Uh, and when I lived in Washington for, I don't know, 30 years, 20 years, you would see these guys. They would go on television and fight each other for the cameras. And then when the cameras were off, they slap each other on the back. They all go to dinner and, uh, together and they say, well, we fooled them again. How are the election going? Mine's going great. That's all they care about is getting back in. Most of the people in Congress, you have to recognize, could not hold any other job. 
there's no other job where they could where they could survive because they don't have the skills or the talent to do so. Uh, uh, when people say it's business as usual in Washington, and you know now with the Epstein stuff, everybody's trying to you know connect Trump with Epstein and all that stuff. And I'm like, if it's business as usual. Why are they just destroying everything? Why are they, why is the media just going after one person? Why does it seem like even the Republican party is uh, starting to ramp up their anti-Trump stuff like they did in the last election? If it's business as usual, why is he arresting all of these, uh, these pedophiles? Like what, what it, it just doesn't make any sense. You know, it doesn't make any sense. Has the Republican Party changed, in your opinion? Like, you're very much like Nixon. I know you love Nixon and all that stuff. I mean, it, to me, it just seems from Reagan, and you correct me if I'm wrong, from Reagan, which was, to me, a uh, George Bush guy. He was basically did the same thing he did with his son with Cheney. Got this really lovable guy to get this kind of dude who people didn't like in. Uh, all the way to Obama, it's like same clan, different tan, right? I mean, am I wrong on that? It just seems like that's the same click. The way I think you do. First of all, I think you've got to define it down. Talk about the Republican Party. Are you talking about the leaders of the Republican Party? Or are we talking about the millions of people across the country? The you're right. You're right. That's right. every party, so, in my opinion. So, so the people across the country, um, under the Bushes, they all belong to a club, and their kids were named Muffy and Buffy and Worthington the Third. Trump has returned the party to working class party. We're the blue collar party. We're the party of working people. They're the party of fuzzy hated college professors who love communism. <laughs> they're, the party, they're the party of, you know, uh, of minority pressure groups. They're the party of the socialists. So the parties have changed. We, we've come a long way. In the 60s, uh, in the 50s, both parties had two wings. There were conservative Democrats and liberal Democrats. There were conservative Republicans. There were liberal Republicans. Now we've kind of realigned the party so it's more like Britain. If you're conservative, you're more likely to be in the Republican or a liberal or a progressive. You're more likely to be in the Democratic Party. Uh, so the parties at least make some sense. Uh, but Donald Trump's nomination is the hostile takeover of the Republican Party of the Bushes. He rips the party out of the club and puts it into the workshop. Yeah blue-collar party. Uh, and the reason reason he is elected and John McCain uh, and, say, Mitt Romney are not is easy to find. Donald Trump carried Michigan by 10,000 votes. John McCain lost Michigan by 10,000 votes. Go to the blue-collar working-class suburbs where there are still Catholic working-class Union Democrats. They hated John McCain and they voted Donald Trump. They really hated Mitt Romney because he reminded him of the guy of the guy in uh, uh, not House, but uh, uh, Groundhog Day. I mean, they're just so it's a social it's it's a social show. It's a it's the elites again against an outsider. People uh, identified with Trump's success. In other words, blue collar people, and by the way, African-Americans, minorities said, wow, how I want to live. The plane, the cars, the limousines, the beautiful women, the great apartment. So it's aspirational. It has to do with, you know, with economic success. Trump means success. City of Detroit, African-American precincts. Trump gets two points more than Mitt Romney. That's 85,000 more of our vote. He wins Michigan by 10,000. You tell me. 
Roger, uh, I, I agree with you. Uh, I want to get back into your case because, you know, we had some WikiLeaks dumps and there was this time where Hillary looked like she was on the road to just annihilate Trump. That was what we were being told in the media by every, the, uh, you know, the, the, the newspaper polls, even though I've never had anybody ever pull me on anything ever. Uh, so these newspaper polls are saying he's had, uh, the talking heads on the internet are like, it's going to be a clean sweep. Comey comes out, says, uh, we're re we're reopening the investigation into the emails. Uh, this WikiLeaks things come out and this becomes a time when this Russia gate narrative gets pushed forward that the Russians hacked the DNC's. Uh, servers, which we all now know is not true unless you're an idiot, okay? Which they are. They're still out there. We know that the FBI never looked at the servers. We know that CrowdStrike, which basically was an offshoot of the FBI, started by Robert Mueller's IT guy who's in charge of uh, 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 internet security, uh, they, they didn't allow the FBI to look. And this was all a wild goose chase done purposefully in an attempt, which when you really think about it, really had no chance to actually happen. Because if you were to, let's say, take out Donald Trump, Hillary doesn't get inserted in. It would have to be Pence. Pence. But what is, what, where do you fall into this, um, this theater of bullshit that they created. Uh, unfortunately, I feel I fall right into it because the underlying premise of my indictment, the first five pages are, the Russians hacked the density. Judge would not allow me to use forensic evidence and expert testimony from the NSA to prove that that's bullshit. She prohibited that defense. Why? Because I could approve it, and that makes me dangerous. Their whole Russian collusion thing, oops, that's phony. Oh, the Russian troll farms. Yeah, $100,000 of indecipherable and gibberish written Facebook ads changed to $6 million. $6 billion. Please give me a break. Yeah. So they, all they had left is the Russian fact that the forensic evidence proves definitively the information was downloaded to a portable disk and taken out the back door by someone. Okay, I wanted to prove that in court because it's the underlying premise of my whole indictment. I was denied that opportunity. Why? Because they didn't want me to succeed. That's why. I, I don't prove that today. Bill Binney, the former uh, NSA uh, counterintelligence IT guy, filed an affidavit uh, in my case saying, Stone's right. They don't care. There's no interest in the truth. There's only interest in maintaining the false narrative. When I was sentenced, uh, the judge went into a 55-minute rant. There was nothing phony about the Mueller invasion. Oh, really? I think just proved it. She said that my case was about my efforts uh, to find Hillary Clinton's missing emails. Well, I did look for them, but I never found them. On the other hand, doing that is not illegal. However, the woman who is my chief prosecutor was Hillary Clinton's lawyer in the missing email case. Don't, wouldn't, don't you think that's a conflict of interest? I Holy uh, shit. And, and in the end, the judge says, you were convicted of covering up for Donald Trump. Well, you can go read the charges. That is not among them. Not among them. So uh, it's, it's almost like an Alice in Wonderland world, except for you begin to realize how, how much credible power uh, and how deep the pockets are uh, of the government. This is why 99% of the people who choose to plead not guilty are convicted. 
Uh, they wipe you out financially, so you can't fight like they did with General Flynn. And they end up pressuring you either into uh, pleading guilty to something you didn't do, uh, or they, they pressure you into testifying against somebody bigger than you are. I refuse to do that. That's why I'm supposed to pack myself up in seven days. Oh, I was my. given the opportunity to, to, you know, to betray Trump, to make up testimony against Trump, and I declined. July 24th, 2019. And they called my lawyer in and they say, your client needs to confess. He needs to come clean and tell the truth. All these phones were about coordinating with the Russians and what Well, the problem is that's not true. Now you can get Michael Cohn, whose IQ, if it was one point lower, you'd have to water him like a plant, uh, or Rick Gates, uh, who got a 45 day sentence in return for lying about me. You can get them to say they overheard conversations between Trump and I, but he, there's no corroboration, there's no evidence, there's no proof, there's no phone records, there are no witnesses. I denied it under oath. Trump denied it under oath. Do you think if Mueller could prove that, they wouldn't have charged me with it and they wouldn't have impeached Trump? It's a lie. It's a plea bargain induced lie. But all I had to do was agree to it and no jail time. They would have recommended a lenient sentence. And I said, go to hell. That's the truth. So, I mean, here we are four or five years later. We know that the Russian collusion has completely fallen apart. Uh, John Podesta has come out, basically said that uh, Clinton and the DNC paid for the phony dossier, dozer dossier. Um, It was all built on a house of lies. Robert Mueller convicted nobody on treason at all. All all that he found was quote unquote um, collusion. I I forget what the... uh, yeah, what was uh, what was the other guy? Manford uh, found guilty of. Um, they ruined him just because they didn't want him helping Trump. That's why. Yeah, Manafort. You know, I'm not defending Manafort's conduct, but he's a highly capable guy, and they had to blow him out of the campaign because they didn't want to lose. Well, the uh, thing he actually got convicted of was uh, they dredged up crimes that they had already investigated 15 years ago and concluded there wasn't enough evidence to to him or convict him. But in this new atmosphere, they convicted the guy and sent him to jail. And even worse, he was in jail, in solitary confinement prior to being convicted. Is this America? I don't get that. I'm sorry. I don't think that's the way it's supposed to work. Uh, I thought he was convicted on uh, that. He was he didn't register as a foreign asset. That he's working for yes. the Ukraine and yes. under the Podesta group, which once again makes it a Clinton thing, not a Trump thing. See, my whole thing about Trump is, and here we go. I'm like take a beating. Sam's a Trumper. I'm just taking a look at it, dude. If you go in to if you walk into a pig farm you're gonna step in pig shit that's my opinion if you anybody who goes into the if you take something from the outside and walk into washington dc and be put at the top seat there you're surrounded it's whack-a-mole of scumbags so anybody you point go on sorry roger let's clarify the point you're making because it's just an important one Manafort and Tony Podesta are partners. Neither one of them files is a foreign agent for Ukraine. Manafort is charged and goes to jail for seven years. Tony walks. There's no problem. Yep. Yep. So, so in my case, this, this load of shit, Aaron Zelensky, arrogant, pompous bully, the fact that he went to Yale means he's stupid, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> one of the prosecutors in my case, he testifies last week before the House Intelligence Committee. 
but he doesn't show up person because office a block and a half away. Yet he thinks I should go to a prison where there's COVID. There's no, there's no hypocrisy there. And in his testimony, which is the most incredible blend of perjury and hearsay, he claims Rogerson got special treatment from the Justice Department because he was a friend of Donald Trump's. Let's read you the special treatment I got. 29 FBI agents stormed my home in front hours and dragged my wife out of the house in her nightgown and bare feet with the CNN cameras when I was charged with nonviolent white-collar process crimes. When I had no passport or no firearm, and the idea that I was at a flight risk was absurd. 29 FBI agents, 17 vehicles, a, uh, a helicopter, two amphibious units with frogmen on them. McCabe lied to Congress, Comey lied to Congress, Hillary lied to Congress, Rosenstein lied to Congress, Mueller lied to Congress, Lapper lied to Congress. They all lied about material things, consequential things, important things. None of them charged with lying to Congress. I forget whether my hamburger was medium or well, but I'm charged with lying to Now, the worst of it, it is the policy, it is the policy of the Justice Department and the U.S. Bureau of Prisons that if you are an inmate convicted of a nonviolent crime because of the dangers of COVID-19, you are moved from incarceration to the safety of home confinement, like Michael Avenatti, like Michael Cohen, like Rick Gates. But there's one person that that, that policy does not apply to. That's Roger Stone. Tinfoil hat. We, 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 we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. <laughs> Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Tim Foyle hack. Tim Foyle hack.